chapter 9 is legal descriptions. I think a way to understand chapter 9, or at least to begin to understand chapter 9, is chapter 7, we talked about your title. Well, chapter 9 is a way of describing your title. If you will, it's chapter 9 is a way that we can precisely describe a parcel of real estate and therefore every document that affects title to that real estate should carry that legal description so we know the subject of that particular doc document, the subject property of that particular document. So each deed will have to have a legal description on it. The sales contract should have a legal description on it. Every easement, every lien, every uh, uh, tax document, property tax document will have the legal description exactly identifying the particular parcel that's the subject of that particular document. So chapter 9, legal description, uh, legal description is a way that we can give a precise, accurate name to a parcel of real estate. A street address is not a legal description. A street address might help us locate a house on a property, but it doesn't tell us the exact dimensions of the property. Think of it this way. What good is a legal description, uh, what good is a street description if the property is a vacant piece of land? There's nothing there to identify it at all. So legal descriptions, whether the land has or hasn't been improved, will exactly identify the parcel in question. So it's, it's a precise way of locating and naming every parcel of real estate technically in the country. It's used in all legal documents. As we say, a street address is not a legal description. There are three methods that we use to help us describe real estate, a parcel of real estate. The first is what's called a Metz and Bounds description. Mets and bounds. Mets means measures. Bounds means boundaries. Um, the boundaries can be artificial boundaries or man-made boundaries. So a boundary could be a river or a big rock. A man-made boundary could be a disc that's put or a stake that's put in the ground. Basically, with Mets and bounds, that way of describing property is we start at a benchmark we call a point of beginning and we completely encircle the property. <coughs> so beginning at a point 700 feet east of the benchmark, so we have this point of beginning, we sort of walk ex all the way around the property describing every move that we make in each direction that we make to each measure that we it, it, we make for each boundary that we have there. So a Mets and Bounds description sort of takes you by the hand and walks you around the property till you return to the point of beginning. So we're walking right around the property and then we come back to the point of beginning. So that would be the legal description for parcel A in, in our exercise here. Mets and bounds descriptions are primarily used in the first 13 colonies of states that represent the first 13 colonies. It was the method of land description that we imported over from England. But when we opened up all the new land in the United States, 
this became a very inefficient way of measuring uh, and identifying parcels. So we went to another way, which we'll talk about, called the rectangular survey system. New land we came into throughout the whole United States. Uh, the idea was if we could take all of that colored sections in there, the blues and the yellows and the blue, uh, greens, whatever, if we could make a series of triangles throughout the whole United States and give give each tri each rectangle excuse me give each rectangle its own name, that would be a way that we could then name parcels of property. We'll use that as our naming conventions to make these rectangles and give rectangles a name. So that's kind of what our goal is here. And what we do is. So the rectangular survey system is another way that we can use to describe real estate. And the idea is to take a particular area and make a series of rectangles, squares if you will, which is a rectangle, and give each of those rectangles or squares its own name. And to do that, we have two principal survey lines called the principal meridian and the baselines. I'll show you how those work together. Uh, those two principal meridians and baselines are going to create what are called township rows, which are strips running east and west six miles wide. Those principal meridians and baselines create range columns, which are strips six miles wide running north and south. Those township rows and range columns are going to run into each other. They're going to create townships, which are 36 square miles. And within those townships, we're going to have sections as small as six miles each or 640 acres. Correction lines are not particularly important for us, but they're used to make up for the curvature of these lines as they converge, on, converge uh, as they go towards each pole. We don't really care too much about correction lines, okay? But they're there and your book talks about them. So we have the state of Illinois. We drop a line right down the middle. That's our PM. We have a baseline that comes in from Indiana and it crosses there. So we got a baseline. We got our third PM. And what we do is we go up the primary meridian each six miles and we got these strips going east and west every six miles those are the township strips township tiers sometimes called because they're like a tiered cake then if we take our baseline uh, you can see that you know we've they're they're like a tiered birthday cake, aren't they? Uh, each tier north, and then again those are the tiers that are south. So think of tiers like a birthday cake. Now what we're going to do is take the baseline, go each six miles, make strips going north and south, and look we got all those strips there, and there's the first strip east of the primary meridian second strip east, west, okay, get the idea? So we have created 
with these township tiers and these range strips, we've created uh, squares throughout the whole state of Illinois. Notice where we're at. That township there is township called Township 3 North, range 2 East of the 3rd PM. Why? Because it's three tiers up and two strips over to the east, three tiers north, two strips east. So it's called Township 3 North, R2E of the 3rd PM. 36 square miles, each township 36 square miles. So here's our township with 36 square miles. And as I said, that was Township 3 North, Range 5E. So that's our name, Township 3 North, Range 5E. That's the name of our township. So if I said, come and visit me, my property is in T3N R5E of the 3rd PM in the whole United States, knowing that we are our address is somewhere in T3N R5E, you could come within 36 square miles of the property. Each township has sections within it, so here's our township 3 North Range 5E. Let's, and there's section 16, which is called the school section when it was originally, uh, when we were kind of a rural society, section 16 in the townships where the township school was located and all the kids went there and that's where all the tax money went to that township school. Now I'm probably going to regret trying to do this because, you know, showing you this on PowerPoint slides is probably not the best way to do it, but I'm going to try to piece this all together for you if we can. Uh, here's kind of a display that might help break this down and, and or put it all together for you. On the left at the top, uh, those are our primary meridians and our baselines. And as we talked about, that that's what forms our townships. And notice they've got a number of different townships up there. Uh, they've got uh, Township 2 North, four, uh, uh, Range 4 East. They've got on the left, in the upper left, left corner, Township 3 North, Range 2 West. And if you look at the highlighted one, that's Township 2 South, Range 3 West. It's two tiers south of the baseline, and it's four strips west of the principal meridian. That's how it's got its name. Now, let's suppose we live there. Okay, so we live somewhere inside that yellow township there. So we are in Township 2 South, Range 3 West. So you call your local surveyor and say, hey, come over and visit me. I live T2S R3W of the 3rd PM. If you told a surveyor that, in the whole world, he could come within 36 square miles of your property. He could come onto that township. He would be within 36 square miles of your property. Now, granted, that's not at your doorstep, but if you think in terms of the entire country, uh, giving that little description, T2SR3W of the 3rd PM gets him within 36 square miles. Now what we want him to get a little closer to our parcel. So now we go to where we take... Their parcel, there it is, in section 14 of Township 2 South, Range 3 West. We find out we're in section 14. Now we tell them, come and visit us. 
We are, my, my parcel is located in Section 14, Township 2 South, Range 3 West of the 3rd PM. Now he can come within 640 acres or one square mile. That's pretty amazing if you think about it. So that quick description, Section 14, T2SR3W of the 3rd PM gets him within one square mile. Now let's get a little closer. Okay, now he comes to us and that's what we own. And when I, I couldn't break it down any smaller. It's just hard to do. So we have that entire area and we describe that area that we live in there as the northeast quarter of the northwest quarter of section 14. And that is going to be uh, a quarter of a quarter of 160 acres. And so now you have him within, uh, you know, uh, what is it, 10 acres of, of, uh, of uh, your parcel of, of 10 acres. So, um, so we have a quarter of a quarter uh, of 640 or 16th of 640. So that's uh, 40 acres, I think. Anyway, do the math. <laughs> so, uh, notice down below there is even the south north half of the southwest quarter. So we can even break these lots down even smaller than the uh, uh, 40 acres that we're describing here. And then uh, at the very end, uh, this is the description of our parcel, our 40-acre parcel. We would describe it as we live in. Our parcel is located at the northeast quarter of the northwest quarter of Section 14, Township 2 South, Range 3 uh, W of the 3rd PM. We should always put that in there too. So that's kind of breaking it down. We've got it down to 40 acres here. You can continue to break these parcels down by quartering one more time and halving one more time. And that's as small as we can go under the rectangular survey system, uh, which is essentially uh, uh, 10 acres. And if we subdivide anything less than more than 10, 10 acres or something smaller than 10 acres, we need to go then to what's called the lot and block system. So that's coming up in a little bit. So that kind of gives you a big overview of how we keep breaking these uh, legal descriptions down uh, to at least the rectangular survey system to the lowest uh, parcel so we can describe of 10 acres. Uh, it's worthwhile to note that land in Illinois is not measured according to its nearest or most convenient PM. Land in Illinois is measured according to a couple of PMs, actually three different PMs. Notice the land, notice the second PM actually controls a little strip right below Kankakee there. Of course, the third PM is that white area, covers that white area, and then the fourth PM covers the other darker gray area. So we actually have land in Illinois is measured according to three different PMs. Two are with actually located within Illinois, even though the second PM is located in Indiana. Doesn't matter. We have a way of identifying the PMs that will measure our land. Here's some math for you. How many acres in this description? South half of the northwest quarter, the southwest quarter of section 18. Solution. Well, we know that section 18 has 640 acres. So if we take a fourth of that, that's 160. A fourth of 160 is 40. And a half of 40 is 20. How many acres? In the south half of the northwest quarter, the southwest quarter of section 18, 20 acres.
Just take the whole section, 640, and keep dividing it down till you get to the very end, and they'll tell you how many acres. How many acres in this property? It's 1,200 feet by 2,500 feet. Solution, if we take 1,200 feet by 2,500 feet, we get 3 million square feet. If we take 3 million square feet and divide it by 43,560 square feet per acre, we get 68.8 acres. So 43,560 is an important uh, uh, measurement for us to know. There are 43,560 square feet in one acre. Now some students remember it, remember that by 711, 4356, 711 with a zero on the end. Some students let, remember it because it's like 3456 with a zero on the end for good luck. Whatever way it is uh, that you can remember this, you rem want to remember there are 43,560 square feet in an acre. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a math uh, number you'll have to know. Lot and block, when we get very low using the rectangular sur survey system, when we get to its lowest denominator, we'll use lots and blocks. And what happens here is we simply take and file a plat, which is a picture of our subdivision, and we mark out the blocks, and we mark out the lots in the blocks. So if we were to uh, live you know, in benchmarks. So it kind of works like this. The main benchmark, the sea level, is in New York Harbor, and then Chicago datum is measured according to that with, with, uh, with some kind of marking there. There's one, couple in the city of Chicago, and then all the elevations are measured from that benchmark, Chicago datum, and it tells us in this case that our condo is 145 feet from local benchmark, the local benchmark, which is Chicago datum, is so many feet above USGN, uh, GNS, uh, New York Harbor uh, benchmark. One of those parcels there, we would identify it by the block and the lot we live in. Benchmarks are uh, items that we put in the, we, uh, we measure elevations by, and uh, here's a, a kind of a benchmark uh, seal that can be used. Uh, and what we're really doing is we can, if you read that through, it'll tell us that the elevation is 1.341947 uh, above mean sea level. Um, and of course, you can't remove it. That's why you got a little fine there for that. Um, so this is a way of using benchmarks uh, to show how far above mean sea level we are, and then all elevations can be measured. Take a look at your study guide exercises, and then do your end of chapter 9 exams.